This is 50 Reasons to Visit Britain. We're your hosts, Joe Donlin. And Caitlin Potts. Coming up on today's show, we spice up your life with references to one of the worst films of all time. Caitlin explains why she was panting all over Liverpool. Joe dotes on Oasis, a band that's more than just fine. We ponder trading our day jobs for a sold-out world concert tour. And we have a chat with the very posh Victoria Beckham. Welcome to episode 12 of our 50 Reasons to Visit Britain from Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. My name is Caitlin, and for my 7th, I believe, birthday, I had a Spice Girls-themed birthday party. It was the best birthday I have ever had. It was wonderful. All my friends had to come dress up as a Spice Girl. We watched the movie. It was a great time. Hey, Caitlin, that was 20 years ago. And I'm Joe, and I just like music in general. It's good to like music. Can you imagine if you didn't like music? No. I feel like that's a sign of like a psychopath right there. Anyway, during each episode, we will be focusing on a new and exciting reason to travel to Britain. As I'm sure you can probably already tell, today's reason number 12 is the music of Britain. And as usual, we are trying to incorporate all three countries that we speak about on this podcast in England, Scotland, and Wales when we talk about Britain and music there within. Correct. So let's move to our BuzzFeed quiz. This reason's quiz was, which UK artist should you listen to next? Joe, what did you get? Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Because I was confused because I got a guy I've never heard of. And I was like, why didn't they give me somebody? Why did they put in somebody who's not famous? So, okay, okay that's fine. So I got a guy called Liam Bailey oh. from Nottingham in England. And he's a soul and blues artist whose sound has been compared to Otis Redding, Bob Marley, and Amy Winehouse. Nice. I don't know anything about Otis Redding, but I feel like Bob Marley and Amy Winehouse don't sound the same. I could be wrong there, but no, I don't know. They both are kind of bluesy, though. And he's collaborated Maybe with several music that. acts that I've never heard of. And recommended tracks include songs i've never heard of so i don't know maybe i'll check them out and maybe we'll all be surprised in a couple of weeks when i come back and let you know how i went you'll walk into the office i probably won't like him belting out one of his tunes yes also it's joe's birthday today this is coming out after his birthday but i walked in today belting out the happy birthday song so she did it was music from from the get-go today (laughs) all right so um my quiz results gave me benjamin clementine who i have also never heard before. If you're the sort of person who likes a little bit of everything, Benjamin Clementine is the perfect artist for you to start listening to. Since his work is so incredibly eclectic, it's hard to nail it down to a particular genre, but it takes influence from classical, folk, and rock opera. Recommended tracks include Condolence and Nemesis. Exciting. You heard it here first, everybody. Sounds like not only his music is eclectic, but so is his name. Benjamin Clementine, huh? That's pretty cool. Yep, yep. All right, we've got some crystal math for you guys today. Latest industry data estimates that the core music industry made an estimated economic contribution of about 4.4 billion pounds to the UK economy in 2016 and supported 142,208 jobs. I don't know how they can be that specific, but good for them. That's why it's crystal math. It's by the numbers, people. 
Three of the top five best-selling artists worldwide in 2016 were British, Adele Coldplay and David Bowie, somehow. And UK music generated £2.5 billion in export revenues. The total audience for live music in the UK was 30.9 million, with 27 million attending concerts and 3.9 million going to music festivals. And British artists were responsible for nearly one in four albums sold in Europe during 2015. We need to update our data. That's three years ago, but that's fine. I'll allow it. We'll take it. Yes. So what are we going to talk about today? I feel like we've given everything we can give for music so far. No, we haven't. We're going to break we're going to break down some stuff and we're going to tell you all about some famous artists and reasons why people who like British music might want to visit various different parts of Britain. Music has evolved a lot through history and from early and classical artists like Beethoven through folk and transitioning into pop like the Beatles. A lot of Beatles fans would not like to hear them being referred to as pop, but for the sake of this, mm. it's popular music. Yeah. Pop, that's what it's short for. Gonna have to get over it, I'm afraid. <laughs> this podcast episode will be a quick overview of a few different types of music that have come around in the past and what is most popular now coming from Britain. Caitlin, take us away with somebody famous, please. I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited to start talking about this, so um, I don't even, I can't even think of a little segue to start talking about it, so I'm just going to dive right in. We're going to talk about the Beatles. Arguably the band that changed the face of music forever, the Beatles formed in 1960 with John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr. Bands like the Beatles helped Britain become a more popular place for popular music culture and drew in more fans from the U.S. and other countries as well. Their first visit to America in 1964 paved the way for the British invasion. That's what it was known as at the time, kids. Their followers were the equivalent of today's fangirls. These fans expressed emotions and a passion for the band never seen at such a level in the music industry before. The likes of other greats like the Rolling Stones were close to follow. The Beatles influenced many current artists, like Ozzy Osbourne, to pursue their music careers. Today, the only surviving members of the Beatles are Paul McCartney, who I love, he's my favorite Beatle, I know that's cliche, I don't care, and Ringo Starr. You can visit their origin of Liverpool and tour the Beatles Story Museum. It features original facts, rarely seen footage, tales of their career, and about their personal lives. And I've been there. I went there with my dear friend, Joshua Lee Hutton who I've talked about a bunch in our Irish podcast. Um, He's so wonderful. And I've also been to the next place I'm going to talk about, uh, the Cavern Club, which is in Liverpool. This is where the Beatles first began playing gigs before they were discovered. Fans will also enjoy visiting the Beatles' childhood homes, where you can get an inside look at their upbringing and roots. Another great place to visit for Beatles fans is Abbey Road Crossing, where the iconic photo of the Beatles crossing the street was taken. It is located just across from Apple Studios, where they did much of their music recording. I've been to both, actually all three of those places. Um, When I was in Liverpool, we had an overnight bus from London to Liverpool, had a very limited amount of time in Liverpool, was not planned, went with the flow. Long story short, There was a lot of running around in Liverpool, um, and we were not dressed for it, so we had sweaters, long sleeves, and jeans, 
and I believe we had like you know very very basic shoes we didn't have boots or running shoes or anything and to make to make up for time we ran from wherever the train had dropped us off or the bus had dropped us off all the way to the Beatles story and then we power walked through trying to get as much information as possible I don't recommend it but if you're limited of time I I still think you should do it uh, but ultimately the Beatles story is fascinating there's so much there the artifacts are incredible and you can really get a lot out of it and a pint at the cavern club is pretty cool too wow yeah did you even realize i haven't talked in the last five minutes Kathleen? i'm just excited joe i'm sorry but that's it's, a, it's okay you're a beatles fan girl i guess better it. than me saying i haven't been there but i'd like to go i almost did this one thing but then we just never got off the train i skyped with my boyfriend i was going to make fun of you for saying wherever the train dropped us off because surely the train would drop you off at the train station but you bus. didn't stop talking long enough and you corrected yourself to bus. Thank you, Joe. Yes, all sounds good in Liverpool and the Beatles. And in London. And in London, where is that where we're going next? It might be. I have a hunch. I have a hunch. There's a lot we can say about this band and many other bands. We don't have time. I'll keep going. So moving on to London, one of the most major tourist attractions in London is the West End, or Theatreland. It is considered to have the highest level of commercial theater in the English-speaking world alongside New York's Broadway. The original West End Theater was built in 1576 and used by many famous playwriters, including Shakespeare. This theater district in London now has over 40 venues to see different plays. You can see a show in the West End during your visit in London for a fairly decent price, especially if you get same-day tickets. It's very similar to Broadway in this way. The original Hard Rock... Except if you want to go to Hamilton, obviously. I accept that too, yes, yeah. But I totally recommend it. I've done that too. I saw Wicked and the Lion King uh, in the West End. And I will say it's wonderful, but when you hear Hakuna Matata belted out with an English accent, it kind of... But it's a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Kate. Matata. I don't know. It's, it's, it, it is. It's a wonderful Hakuna phrase. Mata- Hakuna Matata, mate. Yeah, exactly. No, that's Australian. Never mind. <laughs> That's for another podcast. The original Hard Rock Cafe was founded in London as well in 1971. Known for its collection of hard rock memorabilia, the cafe takes donations, but also buys items from auctions all over the world, which is where they get all their cool stuff. From signed pictures and guitars to costumes and famous world tours, all of these artifacts are mounted on different walls of hard rock cafes everywhere. The Hard Rock also possesses the coach bus that, here we go, the Beatles used for touring, and it's kept in the U.S., but it makes regular appearances at events in the U.K., mostly at the original cafe in London. Yeah, it's hard to believe that the original cafe is in London. You I never knew that. You'd assume it's like Hollywood or somewhere, uh, right? But yeah, or, yeah. I, I would know, definitely I, think that I, maybe New York. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, well, Not what I would expect. The Brits beat us to it, I'm afraid, Caitlin. So. Did you know that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame oh, God, is in not Cleveland? Again. Yeah, do you know what's not in Cleveland? LeBron James. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was but going. But you with know it, where yeah. he is, Joe? In my heart. Oh, okay. I love LeBron. That took a turn. <laughs> okay, let's move on to something else here. How about Caitlin's little Jack Horner? Caitlin's little Jack Horner today is Ding Dong. Ding Dong. The witch is dead. Which old witch? The wicked witch. Ding 
Nandor Goodwitch is dead. Uh, wow, I like that. That was that was impromptu. I think is probably <laughs> the word so for that. Um. All right. Yeah, you don't. Ding dong. Yeah, think about it. Ding dong. Ding dong. All right, I will think on that. Meanwhile, I will talk to you about some time that I was alive, but very little. We're going to take a trip through the 60s right through to the 1990s and music in Britain at the time. Sir Elton John was born in Middlesex, England in 1947, and since he was 15, he has been writing and performing his music. His lyricist, Bernie Taupin, comes up with the lines, and together they create a song. In the 60s, Elton had his first Billboard hit. Since then, he has produced more than 30 albums, over 50 Billboard Top 40 singles, and has won numerous awards from Grammys to Academy Awards. He was knighted by the Queen in 1998 for his work in the pop music community and for raising money for AIDS charities. You can see the Elton John photography exhibition at the Tate Modern Museum in London. Another legend, Ozzy Osbourne. Some people might actually know Sharon Osbourne better, which is weird. <laughs> I know when I was younger, the Osbournes TV show was kind of the first reality TV show yeah. that ever hit Ireland, basically. I didn't watch it, but it was interesting that it happened. Ozzy Osbourne was the father, obviously, of the Osbourne family. He was also the lead vocalist in Black Sabbath, a heavy metal band. And he was born in Birmingham and was a huge fan of the Beatles, which led to him wanting to become a rock star. He had fame with his band and also a solo career after leaving the band, along with awards for his music, including a star on the Walk of Fame. That's how you know you had it made, right? Well, I saw Jack Black got one this week, so in fairness, it's not that big a deal, but (laughs) all right. Phil Collins was also born in Middlesex, England, and is currently most famous for his Disney work with the soundtrack for Tarzan and Brother Bear, and I can feel it coming in the air tonight. (laughs) And also just finished touring this past March 2018 in South America and is still on tour currently in North America. He was in Boston on October 9th, believe it or not. Hmm, Interesting. Freddie Mercury is another very famous English musician, but he was born in Tanzania and lived most of his childhood in India. But he came to London when he was 17 for school. Although he's not known for being one of the main... Not known... Although he is most known for being one of the main vocalists for the band Queen, he also put out two solo albums and several singles. And there's a nice tie-in between, I guess, Freddie Mercury and Queen and the West End because there was a Queen musical and stuff like that. I'm not sure if it's playing at the West End or anything, but obviously it's inspiring, or the band is inspiring their own musicals long after they've finished doing any worthwhile music since Freddie Mercury died. But you can also visit Freddie Freddie's... You can also visit Freddie's former home and studio where there is a shrine dedicated to his work. That's how, again, you know you have it made. It's true. Star shrine, yes. That makes him a godlike figure, I guess. That's just some of the kind of most famous people throughout those years. There is obviously a lot of kind of interesting... Scottish one-hit wonders that may have made it at that time, such as I would walk 500 miles, and I would walk 500 more. Caitlin, we're going to have to pay royalties if you sing any better than that, I'm sorry. Um, 
yeah, a lot of them are one-hit wonders. They didn't exactly change the face of music, but at the same time, if you're at a wedding at one thirty or 2 o'clock in the morning and that song comes on, you're going to be out on the tiles pretend marching and stuff etc um, popular music has started flourishing mostly in the 20th century and Britain has been a huge part of the creation of popular music and its trends influence from the US and many other countries helped create the genre of pop music and artists such as Amy Winehouse and the Spice Girls who were huge back in the day helped push pop music sensation to different places around the world with how quickly they became famous they were like an overnight success and people including a certain Caitlin Potts were absolutely obsessed with every single thing that they did I wanted to be baby spice yeah and that's part of I'm not surprised actually you never told me that before but I'm not at all surprised I, I would say now looking back you probably would like to be posh spice Right now? Yeah. Mm, maybe. Maybe a if, mixture. If, if it were to happen again and you were who you are now. I yes. I Perhaps. I could see that. You wouldn't like to marry the famous rich footballer and no, be I the glamorous be, one? I would be very okay with that. Yeah, yes. that's I what I thought. Very yeah. fine, yes. Um, but yeah, they were, I mean, they were the female Beatles of the time, but they were manufactured, I want to say. They were one of the first manufactured bands in that they were like, hey, let's get the sporty one the scary one the whatever so that all of these young girls can identify with one of them and go from there and they'll all have a favorite and they'll all be obsessed with this band Mm -hmm. and it was excellent and i still really enjoy the spice world movie i'm not gonna lie about it it's so good right it's so bad it's It's, good yeah it's horrible it's excellent but it's it's the kind of horrible that you really find their manager is richard e grant in that like he's a really famous English actor and thespian and features in all these Shakespeare plays and probably on the West End quite a bit and in some serious acting roles. He was in a role in Downton for a few episodes. I was going to say recently, but whenever Downton was in its last few seasons. And I was like, oh, Christina, look, it's the Spice Girls manager. And she was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I had to prove it to her eventually just to <laughs> because of <laughs> the role he played in that was like of idiot weirdo buffoon manager not always the nicest guy either no no No. and he had that weird soul patch as well right which is (laughs) more current artists from the uk are david gray who has had many best-selling albums in the early 2000s he is from wales so you see we're spreading the love here a little bit the verve are a rock band from the 90s who i can't remember if they preceded oasis or if they rode on Oasis coattails but they were definitely around the same time as Oasis who were also a band who formed in Manchester in 1991 and who I still listen to regularly and watched an interesting documentary on them a couple of years back I remember you telling me about it those boys are insane yeah the brothers right their parents are obviously Irish which is no shock to anybody all the drama all the fighting yeah a lot of fighting but a lot of great music too in even more recent times than the 90s there have been a new wave of English artists coming out, including the likes of Sam Smith, Adele, Ed Sheeran, and Harry Styles, to name but a few. I argue that Harry Styles looks like a young Mick Jagger, and I will swear that to anybody who wants to discuss it with me. I think he needs more cocaine to... Sure. I guess you said young. There, yeah, right? you said young. Yeah, he will. He'll 
get there. Yeah. Very good. Um, trying to think of who we missed out on. I know Susan Boyle is Scottish. Oh, Susan Boyle. So we can include her. Oh. Um, she had an interesting turn on one of the reality shows and yeah. made it big. Fair she play did. to her. She did. Good for her. Yes. Go, Susan. Boyle fans for life. Let's stop this segment now. <laughs> All right. Well, I am very sad to say that um, Victoria Beckham has just had, well, she has not called in. Her assistant has called in to say that Victoria is a bit overbooked today. Um, She is still in a meeting with Vogue. And then I think later on she is supposed to uh, stare in the mirror at herself for a few hours. So she's very busy for the rest of the day. However, we do have the next best thing and some would even say a better thing. Um, Our very own Sabrina who is in the marketing and product office, um, is with us today. And she is something of a um, British band fan, I would say. Uh, thanks for being with us, Sabrina. Thank you for having me. Happy to have you here. Um, now, Sabrina, I, I know from my experience with you that you are a big One Direction fan. Was. You were a big One Direction fan. Okay, when did you first become a fan? I became a One Direction fan when I was about 15, so I was a sophomore in high school. Okay, very good. Um, And how many concerts of theirs have you been to? That's hard to say. I don't have the exact number in my head, but I have definitely been to a good amount, mostly in Massachusetts, but I have been to some in New York and Connecticut. Nice. And I think that's about it, yeah. Nice, nice. Now, um, it's one thing to see them in person. It's another thing to maybe even meet them. Have you ever had the chance to do that? Yes. I met them after the day after I went to my first concert of theirs, and then I've come in close contact with them a few other times. All right. Very good. Now, I know for my generation, you know, we had the Backstreet Boys, we had NSYNC, we had... You know, I don't know. I know for my mom's generation, it was the Beatles. It was things like that. Um, Why do you think that this band has been so successful? Um, I think that they all brought something special to the group. And I think that when they started out, there weren't really any other big, new, popular boy bands at the time. So I think they just really came into the industry at the perfect time and just... Like, each person that made up the band, I think, that's why they were so successful. Nice, nice. Um, So, you know, going off of that, I know you said there weren't really any other bands like them at that time when they, you know, got famous. Do you think there will ever be another One Direction? I mean, it's possible, but probably not. I think, I feel like there's been so many boy bands since One Direction, but I don't think any of them have really seen even half the same success or because I just don't think they've really reached people the same way or as well as One Direction did. And it may even be that if there is a band that's quite as successful, it might not necessarily have the same feeling and the same vibe and sound as One Direction, yeah, I would say, exactly, too. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Nice, nice. Now, so, you know, obviously we could talk about them all day, uh, but what are some other British artists that you enjoy listening to? 
I like Adele. I like Ed Sheeran. And who else? I like James Arthur. And yeah, I think those are the three I, British artists that I seem to listen to a good amount. All good singers for sure. All right, so I have one last question for you. Uh, what is your favorite reason to visit Britain? My favorite reason to visit Britain would be the accents. Nice. I really enjoy a good British accent. You can't really beat that accent, can you? No, I actually no, was looking can't. this up the other day um, because we have an upcoming episode, which I should not be talking about right now. Maybe we'll cut that part <laughs> out about language. Um, that is, you know, about dialect and things like that. And um, according to a study done a few years ago, the British accent is supposedly the sexiest accent. But, you know, British, you've got English, Scottish, Northern Irish, Welsh. Yeah. So that it's kind of a wide range and they all sound very differently. But I agree. The accents are pretty cool for sure. Yeah, I, d I definitely agree. <laughs> all right, Sabrina. Well, thank you so much for chatting. I mean, it's fun to chat with you when I'm not doing the podcast, but it's even better when I'm chatting with you and I'm working at the same time. So perfect. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Alrighty. And that's all for this interview. Thank you. Bye. We have the end of Caitlin's corner now. And it was what? Ding dong. Yes. Because remember we sang the song. We did. Ding dong song. Uh, Joe doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at me like, Caitlin, I don't have a clue. Ding dong song, ding dong. <sighs> she was right. I'm getting, I'm getting I a accident, smile. I accidentally gave her a hint. <laughs> but you know what? You know what, though? No, no, you wouldn't have gotten it without <laughs> that. No, no, <laughs> don't. I have gotten a good amount of these on my own. And if, if you would call what you've gotten a good amount, then good for you. Yeah. And I, I would, thank you. And yeah, and it makes sense because ultimately, music, song, ding dong, song. I didn't get it wrong. <laughs> uh -oh. Why did I just do that? I don't know. Let's pretend that moment didn't happen and we, move on. Are we looking at hidden gems next? We are looking at hidden gems, Joe. Okay. Take us away. The famous Beatles song, Strawberry Fields Forever, is named after a real place near John Lennon's childhood home in Liverpool. Lennon lived in Walton, and one of his favourite spots to explore with his friends was the garden of the nearby Salvation Army Orphanage, Orphanage, Strawberry Fields. I don't know, I feel like there's a tongue twister in there somewhere that I was missing out on. It's so. allowed. If you're a big One Direction fan like our girl Sabrina here, you can check out where they all grew up. Harry spent his childhood in Holmes Chapel in Cheshire. Louis grew up in Doncaster, South Yorkshire. Liam is from Wolverhampton, and this is also the birthplace of Led Zeppelin legend Robert Plant. Zane was brought up in Bradford, West Yorkshire. Woohoo. Shout out to Bradford, West Yorkshire. She is smiling. I knew she was. <laughs> knew she wasn't really mad at us. Aww. All right. Well, let's move on to our tour for the reason. We have our Taste of Britain today for you. This is an eight-day escorted tour. So this is one of those tours that everything is taken care of for you. You don't have to worry about driving around. You don't have to worry about the schedule of anything. You are good to go. You show up, your driver takes you, and you're off on your way with other people who have like-minded interests to see the same types of things that you do. 
You'll explore many exciting places in Britain on this tour. You'll spend the first two days exploring London, seeing things like Piccadilly Circus, Kensington Palace. You'll get a feel of a lot of things that are not just music oriented. So you'll get a good feel of the British culture in general. You will see Liverpool, where you'll get to explore all things Fab Four related with a lot of pop music history at the British Music Experience. You will then travel to the beautiful Lake District on your fourth day where you can catch some amazing views before actually heading up to Scotland, Edinburgh to be exact, on the fifth day. There's all sorts of things to do in this area like Edinburgh Castle, which we probably will talk about in a future date, right Joe? Mm-hmm. And from there, you'll check out things like Blair Athol Distillery, maybe sample a wee dram, maybe even go on a hunt for the Loch Ness Monster. So this is really cool because you get a taste of music, but you also get a real taste of the overall British culture and the UK in general. Uh, taste of Britain, as I said, eight-day escorted tour. And the cool thing is, maybe this tour will give you ideas of things to see on a self-drive tour, which we can happily put together for you as well. Correct. Isn't that right, Joe? Very, very exciting time to be alive. It's a great day to be alive, uh, especially escort, on escort, your birthday. <laughs> escorted tours like this are really good for, as Caitlin said at the start, people who are going to a new country for the first time, and let's say you haven't been to Ireland or Scotland or Wales or England before, and you're nervous about driving, exactly. or you're nervous about planning every detail. We can absolutely plan every detail for self-drives, for chauffeurs, for whatever, but if this is what you want, you want the bus tour, you want to make some friends, and you want the set schedule ideal perfecto you know what else is perfecto you know what, you know what? no just tell us what you want what you really really want. oh yes <laughs> that's what i've been looking for from this whole episode <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why we didn't set that up earlier and then and then we'll put that tour together self-drive vacations uh, with crystal travel you should have scripted that that would have been much better if we just littered great. the whole it, well, it was excellent don't get me wrong um, You're welcome. Okay. I took a bow. As a reward. Thank you, Joe. As a reward, we're going to go to Caitlin's cute animal reaction and excitement segment. I don't know why I said excitement. Um, Ali, if you wouldn't mind pulling up a picture of some cute animals for Caitlin to take a look at, please. <laughs> oh dear, right? Oh, it's a mom and a dad and a baby deer, and they're looking like. Oh, hello. We're just out for a little family gathering. We didn't expect to see you, but you're welcome to join us. We have a picnic. I, I am seeing a much different oh, tone no. from oh, this. Well, this I am seeing a, joke. get the F out of our backyard, Mr. Photographer Man. <laughs> what? No, Who do you think no, you are invading I'm, our privacy? I'm seeing some, some really cute, endearing. I, I said, oh dear, at the start. I, I don't think you oh picked dear. up on it because you were so busy going, so cute they have a picnic basket that's just behind that bush to the left of them to our left to their right and they're like oh we're ready for for a day we're gonna be munching on berries and and i was gonna ask stuff. because if they had sandwiches and stuff they don't have opposable thumbs to hold no, the sandwiches they have to just go oh. for the berries i think right. it's a berry picnic but Did no. they steal the picnic basket or is it theirs it's theirs okay um, mama deer packed it she went and gathered and the baby deer helped and the dad's like, I don't know why you dragged me around for all these 
He, sm- no, he smokes a pipe too, doesn't he? I think he does. Yeah. And he forgot his cap today. He did. Uh, Maybe he <laughs> left it on the picnic basket. So <laughs> to differentiate it from the other deer's picnic baskets, that's probably why. He doesn't really want to go, but he also wants to set a good example for the family and and stick around. He's a father that cares, you know. He's not going to ditch. He's not going to bail. So he's <laughs> a real, real stag. He's a, he's a real stag. Yeah. All right, we're they're done. Precious. We're, we're done here. But they're we're, precious. I love them. On that note, okay, bye, dears. We'll wrap up today's episode. If you don't want any treble, you had better join us on December 11th for our next episode on a language. Ooh. It'll rock your socks off. Basically, if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yay! Good luck. Cheerio. Thank you.